Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know, when you talk fantasy baseball, the one thing that you want to do is try and figure out how deep your starters can get into the game. And if the Pirates and Braves are going to fight again tonight, after the seven home runs that were hit yesterday, you're basically not going to get anything out of any of your starters on this team this week. But here is the issue. If the umpires are going to start throwing guys out of games based on speculating as to whether or not there's going to be a fight, you're going to ruin bullpens of Major League Baseball teams. Nubias Wilborn, who covers the Pittsburgh Pirates, will join us in 20 minutes from now to talk about what happened last night. For now, what we do is we open up the second hour of the show by talking about what you guys want to talk about in our You Make the Call segment. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Maybe the reason why there is more feists and there is more focus is because there's more home runs. Did anybody stop and think about that for a minute? Maybe it's just not about pimping. Maybe it's not about having fun. It's the fact that every single time a guy makes contact with the ball, the exit velocity is over 100 and it's leaving the park. And so more home runs leads to more pimping, leads to more fun, leads to more fights. It's kind of where we're at. (laughs) That's the summary of the 2019 season. Yeah, it really is. A lot of home runs hit. Welcome back. This is hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you. If you're listening live, thanks so much for listening on the app or listening on FantasySportsNetwork.com. If you're listening on demand, welcome to the 21st century. This is the way a lot of shows are going to be done. Chris Pavona, my producer. Craig Mish, the host. 844-843-6879. If you are listening out there and you want to contribute to the show, feel free. You can also send me a message on any show on my social media handle, at Craig Mish. For those of you who always want to connect with me and ask me fantasy questions, it's definitely the best way to do it. And uh, what we're going to do now is get some results here because we've we've kind of run a little bit different this show than, than we normally do in our You Make the Call segment. So I, let's take a look and see the final vote. Uh, Chris, it looks like for the second week in a row that the listeners to our show are not giving you as much love as you need. At some point, we're going to have to get you involved. I don't know how we do it, but uh, okay. So here we go. The three topics of discussion yesterday, by the way, Secret Life of Pets 2 ended up winning the You Make the Call. I spent a good 10, 15 minutes on that. Uh, Baseball is juiced 48%. Florida woman arrest 39%. Bavona's jury duty just 13%. So... Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little bit later for that. But uh, he says, Chris says he has a good story, so we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the ball being juiced here for a minute. It's, you know, for me, what I like to do is is look at the pace of players and kind of determine how many home runs they're going to hit over the course of the season. I got to tell you, this year, more than even two years ago, looks like we're going to be setting records for home runs. Let me, how many 
right now you have a minimum of 10 players that I think have a chance to hit 40 home runs or more. I, I think the number may be a lot higher in the end, but I would say 10. Let me give you who they are. Christian Yelich has 24. Peter Alonzo, the rookie, has 21. Cody Bellinger with 20. Edwin Encarnacion with 20. Mike Moustakis with 20. These guys are not 80 games into the season, and we know some will fall off in the second half. That happens every year. But we're talking about being 60 games into a year with the, with these, with this many home runs. Jay Bruce, Fran Mil Reyes, Eddie Rosario, Gary Sanchez, all with 19. So, uh, you know, so most of these players with 50, 60 games played, all with a chance to hit 40. So that so we've hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Let's continue. Josh Bell has 18. Alex Bregman has 18. Freeman, 18. Jock Peterson, 18. Hunter Renfro, Mike Trout all have 18 home runs. All on pace to hit 40 or more. We can even dig deeper. These guys are also on pace to hit 40. Nolan Arenado of the Rockies. Derek Dietrich of the Reds. Eduardo Escobar, who is like as hot as you know what, has 17 home runs. Joey Gallo has 17. Ozuna, Anthony Rizzo, Jorge Soler, George Springer. So while at the end of the season you know there there will be 10, there's a chance that we could be looking at double that at the end of the year. Like we're, if you go back and you look at the steroid era of, let's say, 98 through... 2003, four? Is that, is that kind of a steroid era? I guess so. At that time, you had so many home runs. I mean, if you guy hit 35 home runs in a season, it didn't even really mean anything. And now it's like 40 home runs or more is setting the standard. I can't believe that Jorge Soler of the Kansas City Royals is going to end up with 40 home runs at the end of the year. What does that tell you about the, the power in Major League Baseball. Do I really need to dive deeper than that? Everybody has fluky years, but what does it tell you that Tommy LaStella has 15 bombs? Cole Calhoun has 14. And Derek Dietrich is really the poster one for this. Derek Dietrich has 17. I saw Derek Dietrich play in Miami for six or seven years. I never, and look, he's basically not an everyday player. He has 145 at-bats on the season. His OBP is 349 because he walks and gets hit. But you could have never projected this guy to hit 20 home runs, let alone 40. And that's kind of the – that's kind of doesn't – I don't need to know anything else. All I need to do is look at the players, and that will tell me for sure. You can uh, throw all these guys with 40-plus home runs at me, and then I look at the earned run averages of some of the best pitchers in baseball – you basically have eight to ten starters with an ERA below three. That's it. That's it. No one else. Your Verlanders, Scherzer, Granke, Jaco Dorizzi, Hunjin Rue, Castillo, Giolito. Right? That's it. I don't expect anyone at the end of the season to have an ERA sub two. Not everybody is Jacob DeGrom. But pitching ERAs are, and whips are, are on the rise as well. And that just leads to, you know, kind of the juice ball theory, which has to be accurate. I, I can't see any other reason for it. 
Coming up next, we dive more back into uh, fantasy baseball, have some really, I, I think, interesting notes from what's been going on in the game. And we'll also take your phone calls at 844-843-6879. This is Fantasy Sports Today. I am Craig Mish. Despite not wanting to hear Chris Pavona's jury duty story, I got to tell you, I am a little interested in listening to it. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. You could argue we've seen a little bit of a decline from Tom Brady from last year, from the year before, from two years ago to last year. But he's still playing at a Super Bowl level, as evident by the fact they won the Super Bowl last season, still doing enough. Will we see that sharp decline, or will it be gradual? We haven't seen a quarterback play at that level at this age in the NFL. Tom Brady, uh, good luck to him, but he just struck me that pick. As soon as I, I looked at that, I was like, wow, Tom Brady, man, he is getting old. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back. Craig Mish with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. I got a sunny day here in South Florida on a Tuesday. It's been raining the last few days. Happy to be with you. Make sure you follow me on Twitter for all the scintillating things that go on in my life at Craig Mish. We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have Chris Mavona tell the story about uh, how he got out of jury duty and got back to work. He's the only person that wants to get out of jury duty, come back to work. Like half the country, they're very happy to not have to work. But Chris is such a great employee here at FNTSY. He had to come back to me. He didn't want to miss another show. We'll get to that here in a second. Let let me first for those of you who are interested in this. This is more of a reality baseball conversation than fantasy but I always think it's fun when they when they tell us who's 
winning the votes because we kind of factor in to fantasy. I feel like most people who are voting online, which is how you do it now, remember the old days when you used to go to the ballpark and you'd take a ballot, fill out an all-star ballot? Those days are done. Uh, It's now just going on your phone. In fact, if you noticed, for those of you who, uh, you know, have – have a uh, laptop or phone. Um, I I personally am a Mac person, but like if you Google the name of the of your favorite player, it immediately takes you to the link where you can vote for that player for the All Star game. That's different. I don't remember seeing that in the past. Okay, catchers for the All Star game. Here are the votes so far: Wilson Contreras leads, followed by Brian McCann, JT Realmuto, Yadier Molina, and Yasmani Grandal. Contreras is having the best year of them all, for sure. Grandal probably the second best, and then JT. So the Braves fans want to see their guy in there, and I get that. I understand it. At first base, Josh Bell leads all voters. How about that? Guys getting it right. People, fans of the game getting it right. Bell's having a great year. Followed by Anthony Rizzo, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Pete Alonso. Max Muncy's going to start getting some serious (laughs) votes, I think, going forward after... His comments in Madison Bumgarner. At second base, we have Ozzy Albies, Mike Moustakis, Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte is going to be on the All-Star team this year. One year too late for me. I drafted him last year. Cesar Hernandez and then Kiki Hernandez. At third base, Nolan Arenado leads. He'll be the All-Star for sure. Chris Bryant, Justin Turner, Josh Donaldson, and Anthony Rendon. At shortstop, Javier Baez leads the voting, followed by Dansby Swanson, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, and Gene Segura. And then the outfield, let's run through the 10 here. We have Cody Bellinger leading all votes, followed by Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna Jr. Those three probably the starting, I would guess, the starting three outfielders in the NL. Sounds right. Jock Peterson is fourth. Looks like L.A. fans showed up to this. Uh, Albert Almora Jr., 5th, Charlie Blackman, 6th, Jason Hayward, 7th, Kyle Schwarber, 8th, Alex Verdugo, ninth. Again, L.A. showed up here. In fact, all three outfielders from L.A. are in the top 10. You know how that kind of happens. The fans get really involved. They have a good campaign. Give credit to the team. But we know Alex Verdugo is not going to be on the All-Star team. And uh, Bryce Harper, 10th. How about that? Bryce Harper in votes behind Alex Verdugo. Where in the bleep are the Philadelphia Phillies fans? I know that Harper's not having an all-star season, but does it matter? Right? Like, man, the popular I thought the popularity of, of Philadelphia, maybe they're mad. They're not having as good a year as they thought. They're still in first place, tied for first place. Thought they'd want to send Harper to the game. Maybe they're more frustrated with the season that he's had or not had. And uh, that's the update with the All-Star Game. It's coming up in uh, a month from now, a little bit under a month from now in July. It'll be in Cleveland, Ohio. This is one of the years for the All-Star Game, unless I'm told differently here by the powers that be at FNTSY. I think that's one of the games that I'll be skipping this year. I do love to go to the All-Star Game, but it is in Cleveland, and I did have a vacation scheduled for that week, uh, knowing there was no baseball. So uh, in two years... The game is in Atlanta, and I would love absolutely to go to that one. So hopefully that'll be the next All-Star game I attend. And maybe my first year working at FNTSY. Wouldn't that be a hoot? Wouldn't that be fun? Wow, I just said a hoot. That's really bad. Shows how old I am. 
Okay, so now the moment that you've all been waiting for throughout the show, you've been waiting for this for almost two weeks. We bring our producer, Chris Bavona, in. Now, Chris, is it quiet in the pit today? we got to make sure it's quiet in the pit. Is it very quiet there? Or people yelling? Okay, everybody got to gotta be quiet because Chris is going to talk. Okay, to now you. it's quiet. We, we don't want people running in the background. Okay, so here's the story from yesterday. Yesterday, my illustrious producer, Chris Bavona, gets called in for jury duty in New York, I'm assuming. Yes. And uh, I've, you know, we, we, we've all had that experience in Florida. I actually got picked for a trial in Florida, even telling them that I was in the media, maybe made them feel a little bit better. Some guy had a gun and he, and he held up a liquor store down here and I was not comfortable at all having to put this guy away, but I had no choice. And then it was even worse at the end when they said, when they were reading off the names and gave out like certificates for being there, it was terrible. I, I don't know what, what they did there. And meanwhile, I'm very easy to find. Anyway, lucky for me, nothing came out of that. Okay, Chris. So you went yesterday yes. to to New York. Yep. You got uh, you got let go at what time from your jury duty? I didn't get let let go until three forty five. Okay. So you well, yeah, that's not totally abnormal. They do keep no. you there for a long time. Yep. And and so uh, and and you got out of it. And and I yes. that's the part of the story that I'm told is. The fun, interesting yep. part of the story. Is that correct? This okay. is correct. Uh, so basically, I was brought in for a civil co- civil case that was about uh, a woman who got hit by a car over on the east side here in New York City. And uh, the whole day, I'm like, I want to get out of this. I want to get back to work. I, d- I can't be doing this. This case would have – this is a civil case. This would have lasted for about 10 days. I can't afford to miss 10 days of work, especially here, especially with you, Craig. I like being here with you, man. I've been enjoying myself. Oh, thank you. You're the one. Okay, great. So I was coming up with any excuse possible, and my dad's an attorney, so he's helping me out too. But when I found out that this was the case that I was going to be asked to be jury on – I went back to uh, the year 2005 when I was living in London uh, for a semester in college. Okay. Now, here's my question for you, Craig. Do you know anyone that's ever been actually hit by a car? Uh, you mean like as a pedestrian, Chris, you're talking yes. about? Yes, as a pedestrian. Uh, have you um, ever, ever known anyone I, to get hit I, by a car? I, I, yeah, two months ago I was in a car and uh, the two people were having road rage. And one of them, when it was happening, rear-ended me, and I got my car fixed. But beyond that, and that was the only accident I'd been in in the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Knock on wood. So I guess that's the long way of, yeah, knock on something here. Okay. Uh, I guess that's the long-winded answer of, no, I've never been hit as a pedestrian by a car. Now, my son... And my daughter, they've had those little wheelers that they've hit me constantly, and they've hit my legs, but but <laughs> no real damage count. from that. No, okay, no, no, just no. making sure. I was living in London, and I got hit by a car. I was crossing the street uh, later later in an evening. I was coming back from class. I thought I dropped something, but I also thought I was you know in the clear to go back. And all of a sudden, this little car—it's not a smart car because. Uh, it, I probably would have destroyed this car. Um, it was one. It was a smaller car, and this car kind of darts out of nowhere, hits me. I kind of, I kind of hit the windshield. I hit the ground. Uh, I go to the wow. hospital. It was a horrible, horrible experience for me. Granted, I only got like a couple of bumps and bruises and uh, a really, really big gash on my uh, on my arm. Other than that, I was okay. But I was able to use that yesterday and get out of jury duty. 
Now, now, when that happened, by the way, just out of curiosity, was there any kind of uh, financial settlement on your part? Did, were you able to to make any money off this, so the, this uh, traumatic incident? So the problem was that since I was in London and since I was a student, and the guy tried to argue that um, I wasn't in a crosswalk, which was a lie, um, we basically my, – my dad's – my dad has a, a a couple of attorney friends that are family friends of ours that live in London. They're from London. Okay. And they took mm-hmm. care of it. I, I know we didn't have to pay anything for my hospital stay. Um, I, I'm not well, sure. Well, obviously, Chris. Well, hey, listen. If they, some guy smacks you with a car, the insurance, I would assume, would pay for that. Well, the no? problem was that the, this guy didn't have insurance. Oh, my god. And in, insurance I, is I, different I, in the U.K. Yeah, the way they do it I is very different. with that. But I'm picturing you on uh, like on Abbey Road walking across the street like the Beatles and someone just smacking close you. Baker Street. Baker where uh, Street. Where, okay. where Sherlock Holmes is from. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that story, Chris. At least that got him out of jury duty and got him back on our show. At some yes. point, we're going to play our, our new Chris Pavona theme song here. I don't know if we put that together yet, but that, that'll be at some point this week. Coming up. My Pavona. Yeah. Okay, coming up next, we'll talk to Nabias Wilborn, covers the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wild night last night for a baseball game between the Braves and Pirates. We'll talk about it next on the way. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 
866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Rain this! Make it rain. I told you, I told you, I told you. Rory McIlroy is the kiss of death. Not only did it cost me the damn Canadian Open, but now, Toronto, I hope you're excited uh, because he ended up costing you game five in an NBA championship. You can see how I let things go there, especially when I have 40 to one shots that finish second in golf tournaments. And this dude goes out. Networking on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Craig Mish here with you on Fantasy Sports Today. Our next guest covers the Pittsburgh Pirates for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And you can follow him on Twitter at nwilborn 19 some intrigue and some drama, as uh, Nubias will tell you last night. What an interesting game. And uh, certainly the Pirates are going to want to know what in the world's going on as they were forced to use their bullpen extensively. Was that deserved? Let's bring in Nubias Wilborn to talk about what happened last night. Nubias, good afternoon. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. Always great chatting with you on Twitter. Glad to have you on on your show. So thanks for inviting me. Of course, New Bias. You're one of the best in the business. I really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, I was at the Marlins uh, Cardinals game last night, and I saw you start, mm-hmm. you know, talking about what was going on there. I get home, and I see the highlights, and uh, honestly, shocking. Shocking would be the word to see the yeah. quick trigger that was pulled by the umpires in that game. But can you kind of walk my listeners through what happened so they get a better understanding between uh, the Braves and the Pirates last night? All right, so here's the deal. Um, Musgrove was pitching in the first inning. It was 18 pitch of the game. I threw a 94-mile-per-hour four-seamer, ran a little bit too inside, barely nicked the jersey of Josh Donaldson. Both players admitted after the game they hadn't had a prior beat. Prior to that, I think they maybe had eight career bats against each other, and three of them came last week at PNC when um, Joe Musgrove had probably the best pitch performance of his career against the Braves, and he struck out Donaldson once. Donaldson got a double off of him. So, I mean, there really wasn't much there. Donaldson did kind of admire a home run last week, but the Pirates really weren't that upset about it. Coming into that game, obviously there was the Steve Blast comments about Ronald Acuna, but that should not have had anything to do with what happened. And sure enough, Donaldson gets nicked, a little stare down between the two, and, you know, I covered the Braves, obviously, but I kind of know Josh. I've gotten to know Joe. Well, Joe's dad is a old-school cop who was in Compton for a bunch of years, became a pretty high-ranking police officer, and is as tough of a man as you'll ever meet, and raised Joe Musgrove that same way. And Joe Musgrove's a tough guy. Donaldson is known as a bit of a rabble-rouser. So these are just two guys who weren't going to back down, and they jawed at each other a little bit. 
pushing and shoving ensued and both get ejected personally. And I try to be careful as a beat writer, but that was one of the worst ejections I've seen. And I've covered NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. I've been doing this about 12, 13 years. And that is probably the worst ejection I've at least seen in personal, personal in my entire sporting coverage career. Yeah, I saw the you know, the highlights afterward because I wasn't watching the game live. And so I know that you spoke uh, – at least you got a quote, I know for sure. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you did get yeah, yeah. a no, comment. Yeah, I spoke to him, yeah. Okay, you spoke to the umpire after the game. So uh, what were you able to find out, and what was the explanation behind that? Well, I mean, from the umpire's perspective, he felt that Musgrove, by dropping his hat glove, was trying to initiate a fight. He felt that Donaldson, obviously, was trying to initiate a fight. So, therefore, he ejected both of them for their actions. Um, You know, the umpire, I think he did seem a little bit remorseful. Again, I went down to the umpire's room, literally knocked on the door. He said he was willing to talk to me, so we spoke. And he seemed remorseful about it, but he felt like he made the right call. It didn't seem like he was willing to rescind that or anything, which really throws the Pirates off and puts them in a bad situation because you had poor Alex McCray having to cover four innings, and he got shelled. Jeff Hartley had to cover two, so... And then Montana DeRapa, who just got caught up because of Jordan Wiles' injury, ended yeah. up having to cover a couple of innings, and he got beat up. So, I mean, you probably can't use McCray for probably a week because he had just pitched a bunch of innings on Saturday. Then you put him in four and a third on Monday. He probably can't go for a while after throwing 94 pitches. Hartley's been used quite a bit, and, you know, he's a young kid who's still learning how to be a baseball player. I mean, Hartley started in double-A this year. And probably would barely be an injury in, in Indianapolis if it wasn't for the Pirates' lifting of injuries. And Montana Durapa also would probably still be an Indy if it wasn't for a litany of Pirates' injuries. So, yeah, no, it's been a tough go, man. Yeah. Tobias Wilborn is with us. We'll transition and, and talk a little bit about the Pirates here. And as he mentioned, for those of you who are playing in DFS, especially look for their starting pitcher to try to go as deep as they can tonight. May have to what they would call in baseball wear it a little bit. Uh, but the Pirates' story, without a doubt, has been the injuries. I mean, Lyles, you just mentioned, went down. Trevor Williams has only made nine starts. Tyon, as everybody knows in my world, Dubias is on the injured list. Uh, Keona Kella is on the injured list, too. Uh, Keller uh, is, is an option there. They certainly have some other options, too. But has, is there, like, an answer there for the Pirates? Like, how many starters can they afford to lose and then you're basically going into the season thinking uh, Archer Archer could come in and save the day. He certainly hasn't done that either. So uh, what are the answers from a pitching perspective for Pittsburgh? Um, if I do, I would probably text Jill Huntington and tell him, and he probably would actually take my suggestion at this point because, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they bring up Mitch Keller. As you said, he would be in line to start at his best. Triple-A start of his career, and probably his best minor league start of his career, just this past week, he would be in line to pitch on Wednesday if the Pirates so chose to. Um, I mean, you know, basically the Pirates' rotation right now is Joe Musgrove, Chris Archer, and Stephen Brault right now is the number three starter. I mean, Stephen Brault's a guy who was competing for the fifth starter swap with Dick King, and who is now DFA'd, and Jordan Lyles, who... Quite honestly, it's been one of the, probably, I would say, the bigger surprises in baseball. Definitely, definitely. for the Pirates. And, yeah. you know, now you're without Jordan Lyles, who, quite honestly, 
you know, the Pirates right now are five games under. They probably wouldn't be even close to there if it wasn't for Lyles being so good, which, I mean, it was wise of them to move and you could tell his delivery was off. You could tell he wasn't quite having the pitch effects, the pitches he needed. So it's probably good for him to miss it. I've been told by people from the team they're not expecting it to be a long DL stint. He'll probably come off as soon as he's eligible, too, which would be great. You hope to get Trevor Williams back in the next few days, hopefully. Maybe you do a rehab start with him. Maybe you start him on Saturday because now with Musgrove having to go on Thursday, you lose Saturday starters. So, yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, right now when Stephen Brault, who was actually pretty good in Milwaukee throwing six innings on Sunday and looked pretty efficient for him especially, you you got you to gotta hope the Pirates starters can go at least six, seven, maybe even eight innings, you know, depending on how much – Richard Rodriguez and how much Kyle Crick and these other guys have been used because, I mean, the bullpen right now doesn't have a lot of reliability with Keone Kella. And Rich Rod, who was, who was good last year, as you know, as I'm sure you fantasy guys know, has given up a ton, of, a ton of taters. So there's really not much you can trust in the Pirates bullpen other than Kyle Crick, other than Felipe Vasquez, but you only want to use them in certain situations. So it's some tough sledding yeah. for the Pirates. Yeah, Vasquez uh, has been great, and and Richard Rodriguez has nine home runs. Crick has been pretty good, but pitching right. has been the de- the downfall for sure for the Pirates. Before we move over to the offense, Jamison Tyon last night, Nubias, uh, you know, tweeted out Ump Show, of course. But I, I think more importantly mm-hmm. for us, for, for fantasy owners of Tyon, uh, I, I know it's almost impossible to put an exact date on something. But if you had to guess when we'll see Tyon starting again for the Pirates, Nubias, when will that be? Yikes. Um, that's a good one, and I will be honest. I really don't have a true idea because the team trainer, Todd Thompson, talks on Wednesdays, which will be tomorrow. He will give us another update on where JMO is. JMO right now is down in Bradenton at the at Pirate City Team Facility Training. He didn't want to come on this particular road trip, uh, but he will be back with the team, and next week when they get back to play the Tigers on the 16th, so it's tough. Um, they were supposed to assess him either this week or by early next week to see if he can even throw again. He was gripping the ball, as we heard. He's working out his lower body, but they have to check to see if he can even throw. So it may be a while before we see James Tyon. I mean, I, they, they'd be lucky to say maybe late July, early August at this point. Because, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, he, I mean, think about it. Because if he doesn't throw for – at least six or seven weeks, you have to build him back up again. He's almost got to do like a, at least a mini spring training. So it'll be a while before you see Jameson. All right. Uh, last one for you, Nubias. Uh, moving over to the offense, because honestly, if we only were going to spend time on one guy, it would be Josh Bell, who looks like he'll be an all-star. Um, I got a minute to go before the break, Nubias. Break yeah. down Josh Bell's season. Uh, tell me why all of a sudden all of his numbers are way up. Well, one, he stopped tickering with his swing. You know, they call him Tickerbell. He stopped playing around. He's finding one particular approach that has worked for him, and it's been pretty good. Also, he figured out that his right-handed swing, which is not his natural hand, doesn't have to mirror his left-handed swing. He can do whatever is comfortable with for him there, and he's been good at hitting right-handers, hitting left-handers. He's been really phenomenal. And, you know, just to throw this in, his defense got has gotten better. And, of course, the defense gets better when he hits. But, no, he's been great. He's been the only Pirate to be healthy all season. Up until the other day, he had played every one of the Pirates' games. So, Pirates better hope he stays healthy because he's about all they got right now. 
Yeah, that's for sure. And and offensively, it's been a little bit of a struggle, not nearly what the pitching has been like. So hopefully that'll get fixed, and hopefully Jung Ho Gong will play well for one of the teams that I have him on. That's a story for another day. Nubias, thank you so much yeah. for really weighing in on all of the issues with the Pirates, and we'll talk again soon. You do a great job. Thanks again. Hey, thank you, Greg. All right, Nubias Wilborn joining us from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll tweet out some of the comments that Nubias had there on Twitter for you so you can hear them as well. Uh, take a short time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish will be back with more right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference, too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Swing for the Fences, playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win 
a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless numbers of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you are doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use some of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That is the 2019 MLB Daily Roto premium package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your discount today. Craig Mish back with you here on the show. Thanks again to Nubias Wilborn for coming on the program and breaking down what's going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And certainly, what I mean, I don't know what the answer is to all of these uh, these these fights or pseudo fights in baseball and it's kind of the the conversation where fantasy meets reality I guess I like to do some of that on this show but to have Pittsburgh in a situation where you lose your starting pitcher just a couple of innings into the game that's not to say that Pittsburgh has great starters or we should be coveting their starters in fantasy because I think as Dubias illustrated if you lose Trevor Williams and you lose Joe Musgrove, um, and Jordan Lyles on the injured list, Chris Archer's not pitched well. It's not like we're clamoring for any of these guys. I am an owner of Mitch Keller in two leagues. Mitch Keller, I saw in the Futures gameplay a couple of years ago and thought that he'd be good. Now, look, his first start was, was one where he got bombed in the first inning, and then all of a sudden cleaned up his act and then struck out a bunch of guys over the next five innings. I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the big leagues. But an uninspiring ERA of 13 after one start, maybe that gives the Pirates some pause to call him back up. But the more times that the umpires get involved in some of these fights and and throw guys out of the game, it could cause, you know, more reality issues for these teams. And you don't want to see that. I don't know that that was the craziest ump show I've ever seen in the history of the game. But look, Nubias has been covering baseball as long as I have uh, between the Braves and the Pirates. And so I'll, you know, certainly take his word for it. But you can follow his work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Read more about what's, uh, what's going on with them for sure. As far as uh, tonight... I'm real interested to see a couple of things. I think that, um, you know, we have two games going on tonight between the Mets and the Yankees. The first game is actually underway right now at Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees lead this game one to nothing. Kendrick Morales has a base hit and a uh, run batted in. DJ LeMay, who's leading off for the Yankees, Didi Gregorius already has a hit. Man, Didi Gregorius is just red hot for the Yankees since he's come back. For the Mets, Jeff McNeil is back in their lineup. I'm seeing here if there's anything unusual. J.D. Davis is playing left today. Rosario short. Nah, nothing, nothing, nothing unusual. But a couple of things that that I am curious about, and I'll start off with one of the players who I have on one of my teams, and this just kind of. It goes back to you can have all the predictables. You can go into a fantasy draft, and there's always going to be players at the end of the year that come out of nowhere that will end up doing something. A perfect example of that 
is John Means on the Baltimore Orioles. Now, whether you're playing DFS or season long, this is a really good start for him tonight, potentially. When I consider these factors, five and four, yeah, the record, we don't know what that's going to be. Ten starts on the Baltimore Orioles, and his ERA is 2.67. 60.2 innings pitched, 50 strikeouts, a whip of 1.07. Maybe he's doing it with a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I'm not sure. I don't know a ton about means other than seeing him pitch a couple times. But the good thing about this is that Baltimore still has a number of games against Toronto, and I could make the argument that there is a chance that the the Toronto Blue Jays are worse than the Orioles. If you're familiar with me and my work from uh, from the other show that I used to host and from the live streams that I do on uh, Fantasy Alarm or Wager Alarm, I went into the year and told everybody that would listen that I thought that the Blue Jays would be probably the most underachieving team in terms of their Vegas total of any team in Major League Baseball. That total was at 76.5 wins. How in the world with the Blue Jays going to win more than 76 games in, in a season where they're rebuilding. And then they got rid of Kevin Pillar, Kendrys Morales, Shoemaker got hurt. Like, things just fell apart so fast. When you're looking at those totals, by the way, before the year, and I'll give you a little tip as to how I do it, because this will be the second year in a row that I've been on air talking about it more often, is that when there are teams that uh, have their totals between, like, 75 and 80, something like that, like that's the range, and you know there's no chance of them adding players at the trade deadline, you just ride that under to the promised land. <laughs> that's been pretty much the way that I've gone with it. The Rangers were a good example of that last year. The Rangers had 75-76 wins. Always take a look at what the teams do in the offseason when they're projected to be around 500 because virtually everything has to go right by the time July comes for them to add, and if they don't feel that they're in it, they're going to subtract, and that's where Toronto was. Did anybody think Toronto was going to be as good as the Yankees at the beginning of the season or the Red Sox or even the Rays? Certainly you thought they'd be better than Baltimore, but there really isn't that much of a difference. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is one kid. No chance of him carrying a team over the course of the whole year. And the notion that the Blue Jays' offense was going to be so good, where would anybody get that from? What did you see on that team? That Where where are the 30, 40 home run hitters on that team this year? They didn't exist. So not a huge surprise really coming uh, from there, but just to give you an idea, and, and next year uh, in, uh, in January, February, when we close the book on the football season here on uh, Fantasy Sports Day, we start looking at, at baseball totals. I will give you guys the one that I like. And I only do usually one every year, and I'll give you guys the one that sticks out the most. But always look for that team that is projected to be about 500, that you look at their offseason, they do nothing, and say to yourself, okay, if they're even close to 500, 75, you know, on pace to get 75, 76 wins, what do you think they're going to do on July 31st? The answer is going to be dump. And so Toronto will in all likelihood trade Marcus Stroman at the deadline, even though they have no pitching and maybe even try and trade Aaron Sanchez if they can keep those uh, blisters off him. But needless to say, that does if, if you want me to kind of back that up, that just summarized why I do kind of like John Means tonight, left-handed pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, who to me has performed at a much higher level than I could have expected, but I really you know, honestly didn't know a lot about him. 
Uh, I'm a little concerned tonight, as I mentioned earlier, in case you missed it, for the two pitchers in Philadelphia tonight. Jake Arrieta, his ERA is on the rise. Uh, four and two with a 3.40 earned run average through his first seven starts. Now he's one and three and 5.45 in his last six. Nine home runs in his last 34 innings. So I thought that Jake Arrieta, all he would have to do would be have an ERA in the high threes, and he'd end up winning 15 games. And his pace right now is for about 12. That's not quite getting it done like I thought. John Duplantier is making his third start of the season tonight for the Diamondbacks. And uh, five innings, his first two starts. And against the Dodgers, he struck out seven. I saw Duplantier play in the Futures game in Miami a couple of years ago. It's taken him maybe a little bit longer than some expected for him to get to the major leagues. But he is clearly here to stay. I would expect to see him make another 15 to 20 starts for the Diamondbacks the rest of the year. That's another team that's kind of on the fringe of being good or bad. They're not really sure where they're uh, going to be. Speaking of which, a lot of people thought Trevor Bauer would end up winning the Cy Young in the American League this year. Clevenger was the pitcher that got off to the best start for Cleveland. And then, of course, Corey Kluber got hurt. Imagine being the Indians where the strength of your team was Kluber, who's out, Carrasco, who's out, Clevenger, who's out, and then Bauer is kind of one of the last men standing. In six May outings, Bauer's ERA is 5.50. His first June start, five more runs, three more home runs against the Twins. He's got 103 strikeouts on the year. That's obviously very good. But if the ball is going to be flying out, Bauer does not stand a chance to have that ERA sub three because clearly he is looking to whiff anyone. And um, 103 strikeouts on the year is solid. I will say that. Four and six record. On the flip side, Luis Castillo... Kind of struggled a little bit at the end of May, but his last start was good. I kind of like him a little bit tonight, 90 strikeouts. And I think that he's, I think he got that kind of late May struggle out of his system a little bit. And hopefully he'll end up being okay. For tonight, Nick Senzel leads off for Cincinnati. They got their lineup in already. Derek Dietrich is batting cleanup tonight. Josh Van Meter will start in left field for them. Cincinnati Reds are a little bit of an enigma. I don't really know what their point was in the offseason, adding all the players that they did, not really being able to compete, but they kind of went there. They're probably going to end up trading guys as as time goes on. The other pitcher that does interest me tonight, even though uh, his, his season hasn't been great, he missed almost a month. Freddie Peralta threw six innings, struck out nine in his last start. And I know it's a very tough start tonight in Houston, but on Thursday he looked fantastic. At some point, I think he's going to turn the corner and become, at the very least, like let's say in fantasy, an SP3. Milwaukee's too good. Their ballpark is almost impossible to get out of unscathed. But as long as he's getting swings and misses, I still like him moving forward. Brad Peacock starts tonight for Houston, 67 strikeouts. In his last six starts, he's been arguably the best pitcher in baseball, 3-1, and 1.32 earned run average, .94 whip in 34 innings pitched, 41 strikeouts, 11 walks. So another good matchup tonight in, uh, in Houston for sure. 
And the other thing that we do here on FNTSY is coming up at the top of the hour, full-time fantasy will be along, and they will give you updates on all of the games today. They not only talk uh, season long, but they talk DFS, they talk football, and everything else that is happening in the uh, in the world of sports. The only downside, I think, to tonight is, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be uh, – you know, basically just entrenched in baseball tonight. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but no hockey, no NBA. We got to wait till uh, Wednesday night, I believe, to view game seven in the Stanley Cup. And then we got to wait till Thursday till the uh, till the NBA. By the way, Wednesday's line, Boston's minus 170 against St. Louis to win the Stanley Cup. Total is five in that game. Trending toward the over looks like a five and a half. It will be at that time. So we'll take a short time out here on Fantasy Sports today. I'll come back with some final words, and then we'll send it over to Full-Time Fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. As always, don't forget, if you're listening to this show on demand from the iTunes store especially, uh, on their on their podcast app make sure you subscribe and like this podcast subscribe and like this podcast it gives us all the chances of the world of succeeding i cannot tell you if you're a fan of me or a fan of this show how important that is to me so thank you if indeed you end up doing that so uh time out now coming up next final thoughts we'll do our exit velocity segment that's next here on fantasy sports today don't go away Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O Rewards points during O Rewards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed's screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost 
almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you. We got full-time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Make sure you stay tuned. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, if I'm not mistaken, uh, today or tomorrow, Adam Ronis is uh, going to go on vacation. So you want to catch his last show before then because I doubt he's giving fantasy advice while he is on the, uh, the proverbial vacation road. So make sure you tune into that show that's coming up in, uh, in just a couple of minutes. As always, before we get out of here, we do our final segment, and it's usually the, the uh, coldest hot take in the country on radio, which is coming from me. That's saying something. As we do our exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, so at our exit velocity today, what do we focus on? Focus on admitting your mistakes in fantasy. It's very apparent to me now that I'm looking at a lot of my leagues, not all of them, but some of them, that I should have went a little bit harder on offense in fantasy, my season-long leagues. Should have went a little bit more on guys that had potential to hit 20, 30 30 home runs, maybe not so much on the pitching end. The problem is we just don't know what every year is going to bring us in this crazy game of fantasy baseball. We don't know. So you try and make predictions on players. You try and make predictions on techniques but the one thing that i will tell you more than anything else is if you are playing in multiple fantasy leagues don't ever make the mistake of having the same strategy in every league or you will end up either winning or losing every league you cannot do it that way in any fantasy sport baseball football basketball hockey anything change your strategy up just to make sure it's called a hedge in gambling i would say it's also a hedge in fantasy and that is our exit velocity segment for the day Thanks again to Nubias Wilborn for coming on the show. Thanks again to Joe Pizapia for being part of our program today. I would encourage you to like and subscribe to this podcast, whether you listen live or online. We appreciate the support. Thanks again to my producer, Chris Bavona, and I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. I'm Greg McMish. Full-time fantasy is next. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. See ya. <laughs>